Welcome to Contributor Wednesday on Bridge the Gap Network. In this series, you'll hear from thought leaders on a variety of topics dedicated to inform, educate, and influence the senior living industry. Hello, and welcome to Bridge the Gap Contributor Wednesday. I am Christy Cunningham, and it is sales and marketing week here at Bridge the Gap. And I love this week. This is one of my favorite weeks of every month. I sure hope it is one of your favorite weeks as well. Uh, We have a lot of fun the last week of every month talking about sales and marketing stuff. And I've really enjoyed uh, being a little provocative lately. And that is not going to stop with today's topic. Uh, I had the very great experience to present at the Smash Conference this year um, in Las Vegas. It was this month in October, and it was a fantastic conference. I feel like I talk about Smash all the time. If you aren't going to Smash and you're in the senior living sales and marketing arena, you are missing out. I know that there are people who think that you're getting enough when you go to some of these other great conferences, but you're not. Nope. If you're a sales and marketing person, you need to be at Smash and immersed with thought leaders and debaters and people who are subject matter experts just like you, because it completely will blow your mind. I love Smash. And I had the great opportunity to present a uh, topic, which was kind of about harnessing your virtual sales experience superpower. And little fun fact, um, I am not a virtual sales expert. I don't know that really anyone is. Um, but I signed up to do this topic and I volunteered because I was interested in it, particularly after the last couple of years that we've had and the emergence of technologies over the last five or so years in senior living, I thought, gosh, this would just be a really fascinating topic to research and then to deliver, um, to other leaders, some information about how to be pretty awesome in virtual experiences. And As I was going about my business, putting together this presentation, I have had this very controversial question pop into my mind that I can't get out of my head. And I decided, you know what, this would actually make a really great kickoff to a podcast episode. Uh, I included it in my presentation at Smash 2, um, but I'd love to open it this topic up for a broader debate with my podcast listeners. So, um, so here it is. I I'm asking myself a, a huge question, which is what if our mediocre success with web inquiries is because we're getting in our own way? What if we are handcuffing ourselves by the rules in the sales process that we have stuck to for decades, what if those rules actually hold us back from being able to create what the customer wants us to create, engage with them in the way that they want to engage, and ultimately sell them in the way that they want to be sold? All right, so where's this coming from? Where's this big question coming from? Well, it's it's coming from a few kind of places. So I'm going to try to put it together for us in the podcast so that it makes sense. But the first component of this question comes from the fact that if we're honest with ourselves, we have been selling senior living the same way for decades, decades, right? There are some pivotal milestones that everything revolves around in our world. 
the milestone of getting the customer on the phone, right? With that inquiry discovery phone call where we're learning about them and needs matching and setting them up with a really amazing personalized time activated next step, right? You guys know the drill. Hopefully that next step at some point is or leads to the next big milestone, which is the virtual or the in-person tour, right? Where we take the information from that phone conversation and we tailor a custom experience to every customer, really just blow their minds, right? Then with the follow-up and next steps that we engage in, we tend to uh, have preference for face-to-face -face interactions, right? Uh, home visits, retours, or other in-person appointments. And all of that eventually is leading to the next big milestone, which is deposits and move-ins. So those are kind of our big milestones. And with the emergence of the internet and inquiries that have come to us from online sources over the years, we respond to them by basically trying to get them to talk to us on the phone, right? We, you know, started by just calling them and that was only mo moderately successful. And then we evolved into a speed to lead tactic with using lots of different types of communication. Uh, finally, after 10 years, I think we're all on board with text messaging people. So that's pretty cool. And we're even layering on in some places workflows and marketing automations to help support those attempts at contacting those leads. But all in all, ultimately, the salesperson is still trying to engage with those prospective customers on the phone so that they can set up the tour so that they can do more face-to-face -face visits if needed and get them to move in. Like those milestones, we still funnel people into those same milestones. And we are very convinced that this is the only way to sell senior living, right? When you talk to leaders, like I did for this uh, whole presentation, they insisted, yes, this is how we do it. This is how we personalize the experience to the customers. We're able to sell our value and create perceived value for each and every customer. And that this is how we get move-ins. Well, you know, they're right. That's how we have gotten move-ins for the last, who knows, 20, 30 years, maybe more. But here's the second component that has been haunting me. And hopefully it keeps you up at night too. And that is the statistics around our web leads. Guys, on average for all of our levels of care, we bring in about a 35% of our lead volume, according to the Enquirer Benchmark Report from the last year is coming from web inquiries, 35%. Yet, talk to any salesperson on the street about their web inquiries, and there's a certain grain of salt that they take with that lead volume because they know and they've accepted the fact that these leads just aren't always gonna engage, you're gonna chase them around a lot. Um, some people are just quote unquote looky-loos, I've heard that a lot. Um, or just sort of ghost us and don't, don't engage with us. And you know, this shows in the numbers because the inquiry to tour conversion across all levels of care in the industry for web inquiries is only 21%. So it's not great. That's not a great inquiry to tour conversion um, across the board. 
So you have these web inquiries that we just sort of accept a mediocre performance on and are we just convinced that this is the nature of the beast? Okay, so that's the second piece that haunts me. So I've got this old sales process, right, that we've been absolutely pigeonholed into. Everything in our world, our training, metrics, leadership, everything revolves around these milestones, these tried and true milestones in the sales process. Combined with the fact that we're not as successful with our web inquiries as we could be. And oh, by the way, we get even less successful as the care levels rise. We get less and less successful with web inquiries, by the way, which I think is very interesting considering that our customer changes quite a bit from independent living to memory care. I think that that's interesting that that would, our effectiveness with web inquiries, uh, getting them into tour goes down considerably. Just a fun fact. But the third piece is looking outside of senior living, right? So when I was doing the research on virtual sales experiences, of course, gosh, our virtual sales experiences exist in almost every industry now. I mean, you can buy cars completely online, right? But there are three, three uh, industries in particular that piqued my interest during the research for that presentation. And, and those were real estate, multifamily housing, and even higher education. The reason why those three industries piqued my interest was because five years ago, 10 years ago, all three of those industries were very pigeonholed into an in-person visit being the primary converting milestone for move-ins. So everything in their sales process was still coming down to an in-person visit, very similarly to senior living. The last five years though, these industries have evolved much more quickly and much more broadly than senior living on creating completely virtual experiences, completely a virtual buyer journeys where a customer can go through all the stages and all the decision-making processes entirely online from the time that they just become aware that you exist all the way through signing up, moving in, giving you money. They're a lot farther ahead than us. And there's data that's being published that shows that not only are, is this working for them, but that the customers are also really liking it. So here's some, here's some, data that stands out to me. Um, five million virtual tours happen every day online. Five million virtual tours happen online every day. Panamatics uh, published that. Google actually did a survey recently um, uh, and were asking people who were interested in uh, real estate, um, if they were interested in a virtual tour and 67% of them said that they want a virtual tour when they're looking at, for listings for real estate listings, the national association of realtors per expects that 50% of adults in the United States have taken a virtual tour. Half of all adults in the United States have taken a virtual tour at this point. 
and this was, I thought, especially interesting, um, thinking about the value of uh, virtual tours in real estate. So Property Week magazine published um, an article that contained this statistic, which was that virtual tours reduced wasted viewings by 40%. So because of virtual tours, 40% of wasted viewings did not happen, which saved on the labor and the time that it takes to actually go through those, those viewings. So that really sort of fascinates me. Um, there's a whole lot more statistics. I think if you're interested in this topic, um, you can, there's information that's published by apartments.com, Zillow, realtor.com, um, and many, many more sources that cite how virtual experiences at every stage of the buyer's journey actually improve the performance of the listings and properties that utilize them. So I really encourage you to go look, look for more, but these are a few that stand out to me. It's just kind of like, wow, our customers, the adult ch children in particular, but our, our customers more and more are wanting it and having experience with virtual sales processes. And it's becoming more and more normal. Okay, now I'm going to put it all together. <laughs> we think we know better than our customers in having a sales process that we stick to no matter what. And we believe that it is the right one and everything in our world says this is what we think is the, that these are the right milestones. We try to force people into them. We're not getting super stellar results, particularly for customers who are doing and initiating the relationships with us online and other industries that have similar milestones to us historically are finding success by creating a virtual journey for their buyers to make a complete purchase online. I'll go back to my question now. What if it's us, guys? What if we are handcuffing ourselves to mediocre results? What if our tried and true drumbeat of a sales process is still totally valid? Maybe there are still customers that absolutely need it and utilize it. But what if there's a percentage of those online customers that we've just kind of written off and accepted as like, oh yeah, they're just, this is just the nature of the beast. What if a percentage of those actually could have been our customers? If we only would have created a virtual journey for them, a virtual sales process that would have truly satisfied all of their decision-making needs while selling the value and providing the context, not just the real estate, but the context of our communities and our lifestyles and our care. Like what if we were able to create that entirely virtually and capture a percentage of our web leads that we are not engaging with today, who are just not calling us back because they don't want to talk to us on the phone? What if it's us? Are we too stubborn? Are we too narcissistic? Is it because we've been too successful in the last 20 years with what we've always done that we just can't break from it or can't imagine a world that's different? And how long are we going to let that strap us into results that are mediocre? 
my thoughts on that are it's too competitive of a world to not question these things right now, especially in senior living. Not only that, but our customers are growing more and more accustomed to virtual sales processes and journeys in every other place of their lives. And as our demographics continue to shift, the demand for a virtual option that is maybe parallel to our traditional sales process, maybe even can be combined into a hybrid sort of model for our customers, is going to be in demand. And this is where my presentation went into, this can be your superpower. Especially right now when not everyone is thinking this way in senior living, questioning the sales process rule book that says this is how we do things. This is how we're successful. This is how we create value. And seeing that the, the lines between sales and marketing are blurrier than ever and that there can be an entirely virtual sales process that might work. And that just by playing, just by moving an inch in those directions and making progress and dabbling in some things and trying to think sort of provocatively and, and uh, innovatively about what our customers actually want and what's really gonna help them in their journey, what if that's how you separate yourself from the rest? What if that's how you give yourself a competitive edge? You know, I, one of the things that I talked about with a leader that stands out to me right now is she says, you know, the virtual sales process, Christy, is it helps us right now in the very least have preference. It helps our customers prefer us over the competition. And, you know, I thought this was really valid. Like if you're, if, if this whole conversation that I'm having about a fully built out sales process is kind of making you a little bit nervous and overwhelmed, then consider this, go be a dabbler in it, go dabble with some things and know that in the very least creating really great virtual experiences of your customer might just help them prefer you over a competitor going into the engagement with the salesperson. Maybe seeing your virtual tour online or seeing some of your testimonial videos layered on top of that, having your message, you know, your, your personalized video message sent to them in the inquiry. Maybe those are things that help them just prefer your community over some of the others that aren't offering those things because you just made a better impression. That's valuable. Heck yeah, that's valuable, right? So even if you're a dabbler, and even if you don't believe that you're gonna get full-on move-ins and everything else from these expensive technologies, there are ways to do it less expensively, there are ways to dabble, and there is value in being the preferred interest for a customer as they go into maybe multiple tours. So even at the tiniest little scale, playing in this virtual world has value. And if you're already dabbling, go a little further. What else can you be doing, right? Do you wanna stay on the forefront? Do you wanna start playing with a virtual sales process? Because I think that those that really are able to master that really understand the customer 
and find success with it, I think you're going to be the folks that are going to be so far ahead of the rest of us. Especially after seeing what I see um, since doing the research on this whole presentation. So I'm, I just threw a lot out there. Gosh, we covered a lot of ground. Um, but I did this again, and I've done this in several of my podcast episodes in the past. So I hope that you just expected of me. I put out these topics because I kind of want to ruffle some feathers. I want folks to think that I am totally wrong and tell me why and debate me and debate each other. That's where the magic happens, people. So I want to hear from you on this podcast. I want to know what you think about this episode. If you think that there's any merit or not to considering a completely virtual sales process uh, and how that would complement the traditional tried and true version that we all stand by today. And if you are someone who's already playing in this arena or maybe you're further down the road than the rest, gosh, step up. Let yourself be seen and heard because I think we could all learn a lot by those of you who are really on the, the tip of the spear on this. So uh, with that being said, this has been another great episode of Bridge the Gap Contributor Wednesday. Again, I'm Christy Cunningham, and I thank you very much for listening. Um, you can find this episode um, online, on YouTube. Um, please make sure that you're messaging and engaging me. I really love that. So take care. Have a great great day and a great kickoff to November. Thanks for listening to Contributor Wednesday series on Bridge the Gap Network. For more information about the contributors and for a full library of episodes, visit btgvoice.com.